Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for sober and sober curious. And this is episode 112 and it is the first together episode of 2021. It's not the first one because you spoke to the lovely Millie Gooch, didn't you, last last week? Which I did, yeah. And I have to say that when I we recorded that, I hadn't read her book at that point. Um, and we because we only just received the copies, hadn't we? And we've both read it now, and it is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we were both, yeah, really impressed. So go and support her because she's doing great things. Um, and so yeah really great straight talking as well and I love that you know in that kind of younger sort of millennial type you know no bullshit kind of way in a way that I think coming from somebody older might like have felt like if I'd gone on I'd have thought maybe I'd have come across lecturing and because she is so just such a brilliant writer and journalist and really funny she can just point out these home truths in this just genius way so yeah, definitely, definitely cuts through a lot of that of the nonsense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really brilliant. So new year, yes, new pod. Mm. How uh, how are you doing? We always start with a check in. So yeah. how are you doing? Well, I'm I'm better today. I was not good yesterday, and I went to bed. Well, you told me to take the day off, didn't you? And I went back to bed, and it was really good because. Um, well, we've gone into lockdown again, um, and so there was a lot of stress for loads and loads and loads of people um, just over this the, the last weekend. I think you know, sort of parents of school aged children in particular, just because no one knew whether they were going back to school or not. So it really felt like this week has basically been picking up the pieces of the fallout of not knowing what on earth was going on. Um, yeah and us just trying you know and so and adjusting to the situation as it's unfolded again so um you know I'm just really kind of mindful of that this week um you know that sort of that again and sending out really positive vibes to everyone you know and just to say to everyone just like reach out for support you know I I feel quite lucky because I've got you and I've got the sober community for support you know we so yeah, I, I just feel like I feel a bit worried about people's mental health on a very much on a uh, in the UK this week. I have to say, yeah, I think it's um, yeah. There was no preparation, was there, or any sort of moment to land? It was just like yeah, very badly kind of mis. Yeah, you know, strange that, very... isn't it? Just badly executed, and again, mm. you know sort of don't get me started but yeah the kind of the leadership was not having a strong moment shall we say yeah mm-hmm. yes indeed. how about you dude how are you um yeah well obviously I had a week off we, we went away so that's been it's interesting we were talking about it in the community because we've been doing sort of extra we do connect and reflect community community calls don't we so we have like a meeting every Wednesday evening with our community um if anyone wants to join and on a Thursday at lunchtime yeah so we we put in another one on Thursday lunchtime 
and we were talking about sort of strategies for Christmas and everything and you know about yeah it was about four or five years ago then we decided to go away you know just after Christmas on the 26th so we've done that for the last three years three four years um so there's always that to look forward to obviously it was down to the wire like whether we'd be able to go or not had our COVID tests which is quite an experience like I didn't know whether I'd like to cry or laugh and it's really funny if you see people having them done everyone seems to do the same thing they're like oh oh, oh, (laughs) it's just it's a very very strange was it up the nose and at the back of the throat really yeah yeah yeah. no it's in the nose yeah like really far back far up yeah yeah it's um but anyway um so yeah I had a week off which was really nice um and sort of reconnected with my family Mm. but you know it was it's always hard when I'm away because of my kind of sort of sleep issues um and that that always feels I had a real moment of like you know sometimes and I think most people well some people might relate to this is you know because if you've had some sort of problems in your life you know whether it's mental illness or problems with alcohol or you know trauma or whatever sometimes it feels really unfair you know when you're just like why is not fair why can't I be normal and I had a moment of that when I was on holiday I was just like I just want to be able to sleep and relax and just be but then you know I remembered that my difference gives me unique gifts and you know and strengths and you know what is normal anyway and we've all got our own stories and you know Mm. I'm very lucky in lots of other ways and you know so I just had to yeah and my sleep's not great at the moment to be honest but Mm. such is life there's a lot going on in there there's a lot going on and you do know what I always think as well like you know we were chatting about the fact that you know we're supposed to we're given this prescribed thing about when we're supposed to be happy when we're supposed to be sad when we're supposed to relax we're supposed to know how to relax and 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 we chatted about the fact that actually it takes quite a few days on holiday to come down and for the nervous system to settle and I I do think there's another part of that that when we've had something or you know like we have the identifiable thing that whatever it is that we think is wrong with us we always blame that do you know what I mean it's always because I'm oh because I'm like this or because I'm this happened or because and it's like that always seems to come up and bite us with that that bit of shame and that bit of like you know it's not a nice thing it's like oh god and I'm so oh I can't and it's like well actually no it it just takes that long to wind down or actually your sleep is bad because of a global pandemic you know, and we haven't seen our parents or something like that, you know, and we could be really mean. Do you know what I mean? And really pick on those bits. Yeah, I don't think I felt, I don't think I felt mean to to me. I've just felt a bit sad, you know, and especially because my my husband is like the most chilled person without any problems, you know what I mean? So he was just like, you know, you could put him anywhere. So yeah I just there was that moment of like oh man like yeah it was more like honoring my suffering to be fair it was more on that sense of like oh man Mm. poor old me this sucks Mm. and then it was a bit like oh well can't do much about it so I might as well just look Mm. for the bright spots you know so yeah 
but yeah, I mean that is. Well, I'm glad you weren't being mean to you, and no. it didn't make it worse. You know. No, no, no. I wasn't beating myself up because it's not my fault. Like that, I have sleep problems. You know. So anyway, ooh, that was a bit. Ooh. Better out than me. Deeper meaning. Got that one out of the way, and I've my sleep's been appalling this week as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think generally everyone's suffering at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the first things to go, isn't it, for people? And I, and I also just think that's a real sort of early sobriety thing as well, isn't it? That people often come on the forums and sort of say, "Is it normal? You know, is my sleep going to settle down?" And it is such a, it's such a key thing for people. And when it goes, it's you know it it can feel so destabilizing, be really destabilizing. Yeah. Um, so all about um, the routine. Yeah. But actually, what was good, I must say, was like you know, in the past, I tend to well, it's a double thing. I was going to say I tend to be a bit of a martyr, and I'm like, no, no, don't worry. And it's not really that. Is I guess I don't want to miss out. I suppose is more more the point. Mm. And so in the past, I would be you know. My, my husband or whatever would be like go to bed or why didn't you go and sleep in one of the kids rooms and they'll sleep with me and I you know and I'll be like oh I don't want to and then I'll just sort of fuck myself over even more mm. but I this year I did I was like all right and so you know I just went and slept in my son's room and he like the kids took turns sleeping in the bed with my husband and mm. I had a bed on my own and it's really interesting actually I like discovered that I like having this is a really boring sleep chat <laughs> I really like I really like having my um, bed against the wall and it's something that must be really reassuring for me because when I can't sleep and I go downstairs on the sofa there is that thing that I can like cut like go against the the sofa mm. bit which must be reassuring for me so there must be some sort of thing that I need to build so I had a bit of a revelation that I might try and mm. swap our room round and put m- myself next to the wall yeah. anyway um on to other things so every at the beginning of every year we choose a word of the year um it made me laugh in in our group because I put w-o-t-y and people were like you know it's that thing it's like I don't know what it means <laughs> well, I'll wait till someone else says it <laughs> um so yeah word of the year so mm. what's your word of the year for 2021 mine is indecision because <laughs> no I was a really crap joke I just don't know it's somewhere between I did choose savor right and one of the reasons I chose savor but then it didn't feel quite right but the reason behind it was that I started reading this book called The Frugal Hedonist mm. and it was in an attempt to because I really don't want to shop as much this year because, like, it, it's, it's it, you know, I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. I haven't drunk for ages. And when COVID hit the first time, it was like, okay, yeah, eBay is happening, right? eBay is really happening. Oh, no, eBay is happening a bit more. And it was just got to that point where I was like, you know what, this is actually bullshit and it's not making me feel good. So I've been talking about this kind of idea of sort of frugal hedonism. And and it was this, I mean, essentially it's sort of based in mindfulness, but it's a very sensory sort of approach to it almost. And so in the book, they're talking about this kind of savouring, like 
literally like um, they were sort of talking about the fact that looking back at the 1950s and looking at now and the fact that now we have I mean most of us listening to this podcast right will have more material wealth and more money than has ever been thought possible at any time in human history and that's just a kind of a normal air bubble family like if you've got a roof over your head and you've got running water and you can have food and you've got a few changes of clothes when you look at human history that is like unimaginably wealthy to know where your next meal is coming from and it was a real like it took me kind of it made me just go, Jesus, that's really, really true, isn't it? And so it was like, okay, like really savour the things that you've got, like really and like how to, um, but not in a kind of preachy worthy way. It's not like, oh, well, you should be grateful. It was like, okay, well, let's stop chasing our tails. Let's stop being so mad. Let's stop shopping. And let's like literally like, I want to feel the slippers on my feet. I want to really taste my food it's a bit like you were saying you know attention sorry i've busted open your word of the year. Oh, sorry it's but, you know, that paying you know that really paying yeah. attention anyway so and i've been doing i've just i'm not i'm practicing it it's a new thing for me so lying in bed i've got a heated blanket on right not now but um and instead of just getting out of bed bolting out of bed i've gone just take a moment and really sink into the bed and feel the warmth and feel my feet on the thing and maybe even move my feet around a little bit so that I can feel it on the bottom of my feet. And I've just been stopping and doing just doing that. And I guess it's just, you know, mindfulness, isn't it? But um, yeah, so that, that was my, that was my word. So what's the word again? I can't remember. Savor. Savor. But then I changed my mind. But anyway, that's enough of my words. Of the no, no, <laughs> carry on. But then, all right, my next one was cruise control. Because there's something about trying to be more passive, right? And if anyone, if I'd have said to myself, I need to be more passive, like a couple of years ago, I'd have gone, no, no, I hate the thought yeah, being passive. Fuck you, I hate the word passive. But it's like, stop trying so hard like you know that thing about let it let it be easy like just sometimes breathe let it be easy like that whole thing about like I don't have to be the party I don't have to provide the entertainment I don't have to provide all the solutions I don't have to provide all the answers I don't have to be the one cleaning the whole house I don't have do you know what I mean and there was something about okay I'm kind of just gonna let things crack on a little bit without me and not do quite so much and maybe I'm trying to be a bit lazy lazier <laughs> good yay hey to the lazy yay so um yeah but what what about you that's enough about didn't you me. have harvest as well mm. i have to loads of them <laughs> Green, greedy cow that was my um that's my words of the year harvest because i just yeah that whole um allowing you know we have a tendency to rush through don't we and miss things and it's like oh actually because last year was bonkers, mm. like for all the reasons. But as soon as we did one thing, we were like on to the next thing. And I just, and I remember getting to Christmas and um, us, we, we had a chat and went, we, we got a book out this year. Yeah. And we're like, oh yeah. It's like we were so mad, weren't we? Madder than wet hens. So <laughs> that's a segue for me to talk about my hens, but that'll be later. So yeah, and it's something about harvesting and savouring and just being like, okay, I'm just gonna... yeah, harvest and savour go quite nice together, don't mm. they? 
cruise control just reminds me of Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, what was that car that could talk? Kit. Oh, I thought you were going to say Christine, like that that scary one, Stephen King novel. Oh no, I don't even know what that is. No, uh, Night Rider, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> cruise yeah. control. But you know, <laughs> not trying to persuade you on your word or anything. Um, and I guess, yeah, a little bit. If you're listening to this for the first time, you must be like, "What are they <laughs> rambling on mm-hmm. about?" Um, yeah, sorry. We we talk. <laughs> we choose a word of the year. I guess it's kind of like um, it's just a bit of an intention or a bit of a guiding principle or a bit of a kind of just a I'd like to say like a drop at a pebble in the ocean and mm. just to sort of like it's a possibility yeah. isn't it a, a, yeah a, yeah of a quality or something that we would like to welcome more in uh, yeah of. it's a bit like a certain yeah. cowper in yoga it's a bit like a yeah a little seed wish yeah, yeah. and you know because at Love Sober, we do love sober, and you know we are very much about, you know, creating a life we love without alcohol. And part of that is really thinking about what we want and what we want our lives to look like, and what we need, and and that kind of daily at- attention. Oh, segue! Um, all about those today. Now, whenever I think of segue, though, I just think of those funny things that are like in between a. You know, like things with wheels on. Yeah. That you are they called segways, what you I think so. That that like kind of like pogo sticks that don't jump Ah, but like roll with wheels. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, so we we choose a word just to think about, I suppose, and to start the year with some sort of intention. And so yeah, mine is attention. Mm. Um because certainly when I was on away um I realized quite how inattentive I can be just like how fractious my brain is like Mm. I'm literally just like all the time and definitely phone for me is is quite problematic um and so there's two elements really it's that attention to you know what's going on around me getting stuff done um you know stopping when the kids are talking to me and and listening um because you know I mean I'm all for like I need to work and I need that in my life and I'm you know I do think that it's okay to have boundaries with kids and say not now I'm busy like I'm not like a helicopter parent by any means but you know when it feels uncomfortable to you where your boundary is with it and I'm like oh okay that's going on my my level of like you know what actually it's like I'm just taking too much time to um yeah to pay attention but also more attention to me um and I think I say this every year like I want to be that lady who has like nails point painted nails and like nice underwear and you know always sort of yeah just pays attention to how she feels in her own skin and it's it's definitely a kind of work in progress so yet again I'm realigning that attention just to sort of pay a bit of attention to me and try and look after myself 
um, have a bath, moisturize, um, you know, just, yeah, do nice things for myself, buy some new underwear. I did try to buy some new underwear, but it didn't fit. So anyway, wonders. <laughs> Oh. anyway but it's a nice thing to think about so yeah it is and you can you can get some more yeah that's not the only pants that you could ever buy <laughs> I, did buy, I did buy some pants actually but it was the bras okay. but anyway um I need I need England that's the thing it's funny there's certain things when you live abroad it's Marks like and Spencer's. nowhere works as well as Marks and Spencer's for underwear <laughs> you know I know exactly which ones but I can buy them online, but anyway, I'm not a big fan of online shopping. I might send you some pants. Thanks, dude. That's all right. They'll have to be cotton, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, good. Maybe we're crossing a boundary, though. You know what I mean? It's like, actually, that might just ruin everything. (laughs) I have started to blush slightly. I'm like, now I feel Uh, I'm not going to buy you pants. I'm really not. I promise promise I'll never buy you any pants, ever. (laughs) Yeah, stick to tea and and, and makeup and (laughs) things. And diaries, yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, what have we got going on at the moment? And, um, yeah, I guess if people are listening for the first time, how can they kind of interact with Love Sober and how can we help them in a more profound way than a, just talking little, rubbish? Yeah, yeah. So don't try to uh, ignore what's just happened for the last 20 minutes. But, yeah, and, and also sort of what you've mentioned before that, you know, at Love Sober, it's we it, it's not just get sober, but it's stay sober and it's love sober. And the way we do that is by connection, community and having a badass toolkit of bespoke tools that we assemble over time. Um, and so, yeah, so we're very much, it's a very positive, positive model of sobriety, you know. It's a choice and often, that you know, we may not have made that choice unless it, it started feeling really bad or become problematic obviously because we're in a normative drinking culture so it's not just like I'm just this shiny happy um you know supermodel type amazing do you know what I mean it's not it's not that it's not like that kind of aspiration with no substance kind of situation but it's also not some kind of apologetic um there's something wrong with me you know, shameful kind of thing that, that a lot of this has been peddled peddled around for time immemorial, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's we are proud to be sober. We love being sober. We work with people and we were, you know, it is that daily attention, isn't it? It's that daily routine, daily attention and working out what life tools, what mental health tools, what somatic tools we need to make ourselves feel good and comfortable in our own skin and, you know, directions, dreams. What can life look like without the harmful effects of alcohol in it? So, yeah, I think that's what we're about. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have a community which is a secret Facebook community which is full of really amazing women, um, self-identified in women, um, and we have members that come from all over the world. Um, and just really with that same, you know, we had a common problem and now we've got a common um, sort of 
solution I guess together mm. um, and we have what do we do in the community so we have two weekly meetings and then we have a monthly um, sort of group coach call where we kind of input on uh, a seasonal topic and kind of refer it to our balance model which is about kind of holistic well-being and um, we also do Q&As um, and, and then we're both we work, coaches have we mentioned that we are both coaches so we work individually with coach with clients um, and also we have our Love Sober Life School which is coming to a close second semester mm. um, is coming to a close and then we will be up again in the beginning of March so that's a three-month program for sober women um, very much about personal development and as as you said, kind of not just the get sober, but the stay sober and love sober. So we'll talk about that more closer to to March. And then in our other professional sense, we are coach trainers at the Coaching Academy. So this is a new project that started working on like at the beginning of last year, really, before just before lockdown, wasn't it? We were supposed to have our second meeting and then lockdown, the first lockdown happened. Um, and to develop a, a brand new program for them to be certified by the coaching academy in um, addictive behaviors so kind of broadening the aperture of where we work which is kind of early intervention in alcohol problems but looking at that um, a little bit of what, what we've been talking about today that you know everyone has a thing or we can have multiple things because our brains are kind of hardwired for developing behaviors and sometimes because of stress because of whatever other reasons those behaviors can become you know more challenging to manage or something that we want to stop completely and as coaches you know there's there's a real kind of yeah there's been a hole there really to help people with strategies with well-being um and so, yeah, so we're going to be training coaches kind of to work a little bit how we work, mm. but for whatever that addictive behavior might be, not just alcohol. And it's really timely, isn't it? Like, as, as you were talking about that and, we, you know, we we're sort of saying that that stress can really exacerbate people's, you know, and accelerate people's behaviors around things that may just have been occasional use, not very problematic, suddenly we're really using them a lot and and we've seen that with the first lockdown um with you know lots of the alcohol stats going through the roof um and again now and it's sort of like that what double whammy of dry january and then this this next not lockdown which i think you know it's really pulled the rug from underneath people i think and i'd like i'd like to think well you know and that's a brilliant time it's such a great time then to get and, and it is but it's so difficult for people, you know. So this this idea of getting extra support, huge amounts of self-compassion and really understanding what stress does to our nervous systems, how we might how we then accelerate our use of unhelpful, maladaptive behaviours, substances, whatever, and then getting the adequate support is so, so key now. So it becomes a like to use your phrase, like a widening of the aperture from a dry January situation to a mental health life skills matter of like this is like some really important stuff we need to talk about now for, for many yeah. people, right? 
So, I, I must say that widening the aperture is from you for yeah, that. So I stole true. it off you. You just taken it. It is. Right, I think it came right me back from somebody who is it who does um, the shoe recovers podcast with um, with Taryn. Awesome, Erin. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it was her. We've got to give give dues to where yeah. they're due. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you are a coach or if you're training to be a coach or interested in coaching, then um, the link is below on the show notes and we've got a taster that's next week, which will be for the first um, Monday. And it's Monday at 10 a.m., isn't it? Monday the 11th. Yeah. Two hours. So, yeah, so if you're interested in kind of, yeah, I, I think a, a lot of people once you've come to out the other side – you know, you there is that sort of element of wanting to you you can't see what you can't unsee what you know and see now and and there is that sort of thing of like it becoming quite a passion. Yeah. Um. And so if you're starting out, if this is your first dry January and you're still going, well, bloody done! Congratulations. You know, you're an absolute you're superstar. And if you're struggling and if you've had some blips, then don't worry, you know, it's all learning. And and uh, I think if we know anything, we've been sort of in this sober sphere for over eight years now. And I've got over three and a half years of continuous sobriety and Kate over four and a half years. Mm. You know, nothing was linear about our journeys, you know, and, and, and it is it is a journey to, to, to use enough phrase. And so, yeah, just be gentle with yourself. And every time, you know, you, you never, you never run out of opportunities to start again. Um, and one thing I know 100% that there will always be someone that's sober that will go, Oh, hello. Well done. Okay. Come on, let's crack on, you know? And I always remember because I went back and forth so many times, I felt like I burnt my bridges in communities and, a, that's not the case. Like, I know that I could have gone back to those communities and been like, it's me again for the 16,000th time. And no one would have blamed or shamed me. But I felt like I couldn't go back. But the beauty is now that there are so many communities that you can just turn up and go, hey, you know, and and start again. And um, and I, yeah, anyone that's maybe was in our community and has kind of gone back to drinking and now sort of thinks, you know, maybe I <clears throat> want to try sober again. You know, you don't ever have to explain to Kate and I, you don't ever have to, you know, fess up. It's like you can literally just turn up and say, hi, I'm back. And that's mm -hmm. it. Like, we'll be like, hey, lovely to see you, like, we, you know, and I, I think that's really important to say, because I think I needed to hear that in the past, just like, that all I needed to do was just turn up and say hello, and people would just be like, oh, hi, and that's it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, anything else? I need to talk about my chickens. Okay, go on then. Well, I'm really pleased, like, you know, because I said, like, yesterday, I was I was really struggling. Um, I was really upset. It was like Tuesday that I was really upset, and then you made me take the day off yesterday because of the not knowing what was happening over schools mm. and with uh, my son's complex needs. It was just like, okay, this is going to look like a fucking car crash if mm. we don't get some support here. 
So I was really, 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 really stressed. Shall I say really again? And anyway, really, really. So I have chickens, and they we got them in November, and my husband has been really quite verbal about the fact that they are not earning their keep and that they haven't laid any eggs yet ever and are they boys and all the rest of it anyway I went out and we had two eggs Woo-hoo! and um and it just literally the whole family was like it was like having a like winning the lottery we were so happy we're like yay and then it started this conversation about um so my daughter said we who which of the chickens had laid them right so we have two lady bantams and one Dump, dump, Dutch Barnfelder, like as if I know what I'm talking about. But anyway, that we reckoned it was the Lady Bantams. Can, do you mind me talking about this? No, no, you crack on. <laughs> Not that I haven't heard it already. <laughs> anyway, what, so, is, what did we call it? Chickenders. Yep. Chickenders. Because <laughs> there's always something. Because we've got an avian flu now, so I've I've been out there all day trying to construct. Anyway, keep, keep on track. Keep on track. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. That's the avian flu, but they um so anyway, we thought it was the lady bantams, one of which is my son's and one of which is my daughter's. So we reckoned that it was one of each. So my daughter said to my son, That makes you a mother. <laughs> and he said, He's 13, he went, No, that makes me a grandmother. <laughs> I had this really excellent conversation about whether that actually made them parents or grandparents, which I thought was like so cute because before that they were like really arguing and he was being real little shit. So it was like really like the eggs really flipped to the kind of Aww, really yeah, sweet. a bit of back of innocence back. It did. And then um, anyway, two more. And I've worked, I found out that the one I thought was a boy, which was my Barnfelder, is the one that's laying. Because I heard him, I call him him, go into their house and make this like loads and loads of noise. And the other two escaped. And when I went back in there, there was an egg. I was like, there you go. There you go. Well, it's gender fluidity, dude. Yeah. They, they laid so, an egg. And my husband said, see, I told you that the bloke would, would sort it out. I told you that, that it would be the bloke that would make sort it out. I was like, how's that work? How do you get credit for that? It's a, an egg. Anyway, so I've gone really gone on about it. And I it's only right. One of the reasons why I'm talking about this is that I have a client and she'll if she's listening and she'll know who she is and she really wants to talk to me about the chicken. So in the back of my head, I'm actually speaking to her and she will know who so I will talk to you about chickens, but that's the update and yes, you have to get some. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Uh, All right. Well, let's leave it there. And I just what, say what? That, that this is that is a bit a quite a good representation of what love sober is about as well, isn't it? That what we do is when we feel shit, we look for things to make us happy. Yeah. So the whole week has been redeemed because we looked for our bright spots. We found eggs and we, we managed to and then I put myself to bed for a whole day. So Oh, and I did that yesterday. I went um because yeah, we've got some some family issues which are quite, you know, difficult for my parents at the moment and obviously I haven't seen haven't been back to England in nearly a year now, so I was pretty upset. Um and so I was like, right, I'm going to just try and be really nice to people today and get some sort of you know feedback and um and this the guy in the supermarket he's got a really good voice and he was just there sort of singing to himself while he like the cashier 
So I was like, and you know, sometimes you, you do you ever get where you're like, you don't say anything and then you yeah. regret it. Yeah. And I was like, right. And especially because, you know, it's in French. So I was like, do I, do I not, you know, like say, so I did. No, so anyway, it's I was really. It's <laughs> anyway, in, in, in French, that makes sense. I hope. Yeah. Um, I said to him, you know, oh, you've got a really nice voice. And his face just lit up and he was just oh thank you so I was like good and then that spurred me on and then um I helped this other woman who was having trouble getting out of her car because she'd parked too close so I helped her so that made me feel good and then yeah then we wrote a letter to my parents me and the kids so yeah so it is yeah. yeah so it is those I guess that is what we're about it's those kind of First, we put down the drink, which gives us the space to ask ourselves what's really going on and what we need. And then, you know, we work at finding the right tools for living um, and, you know, creating a life so full that we just alcohol just doesn't fit and doesn't have any place. And I had this really I was listening to a podcast, which I must I was going to write about this real thing about kind of brain health and how alcohol is bad for the brain and it reminded me way back when I was kind of coming back to sobriety and I was like oh should I shouldn't I and that thing of like I take antidepressants like I have you know I need to look after my mental health basically and rather than being like I I have a mental illness I have a problem it's like I need to look after my brain like my brain is amazing and I need to look after it and so I'm not going to put you know a substance into my system that is going to hurt my brain yeah and um yeah I remembered that the other day and I was like god that's an important flip isn't it yeah and it is it's that it's so important that yeah and it's a similar with the you know the sensory stuff it's like that every you know if you have if you're a highly sensitive person or you have a sensory processing issue, it's like my friend is like, oh, yeah, my son has sensory processing disorder. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, he may be having, you know, it's more challenging, but it's like we all have sensory needs. Like all of us need to know how to soothe our, reg- regulate our nervous system and bring things up and down. Yeah. But we all do. So I, I really think that's a great distinction. I'm going to listen to that podcast. Yeah, um, I'll I'll put it on the link uh, notes. So, what's your tip um, of the day? The tip of the day is to read our book. Um, <laughs> um, no, but I was talking to a client the other day, and she was like, "Oh, yeah." So, when in the book, you know. You said this and, you know, and I did that exercise and then I changed it and did that. I was like, God, that's a really good exercise. And I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, we wrote it. We finished it a, a long time ago now. And mm-hmm. we wrote it with our, with, you know, busy people in mind. And I yeah. do think it's actually a really bloody good resource. Um, yeah. Immerse yourself in quit lit and sober mm-hmm. in the sober world. Quit and be lit quit and be lit yeah quit and be lit is surely a hashtag waiting to happen can we use that that's mine it's mine dude i'm having it all right go on (laughs) quit and be lit um what was i gonna say and i yeah i i 
I'd forgotten as well. And I think, um, who said they be sober girls use it in a, they said that quite recently that they use our book as a resource. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to them up North. Um, tip, tip of the day for me is, um, if you are a, in the UK and you are a parent, please do not let homeschooling drive you to drink. Please do not let homeschooling drive you to something that is, and please just call bullshit on it because I can already see it happening. I, I've got a friend of mine who's, she works full-time at um, a charity. Her husband works full-time. She's got two boys who are really good and they really like to engage with their work. And she's posting on Facebook, putting head exploding emojis and already going down a rabbit hole of total stress and I can see it and it's like things in the you know papers how to homeschool your children and it's like you know it's bullshit you know and I think the schools are getting a little bit better like some live streaming some classes and the resources coming through but you know just you know it's going to be us mums that are going to crumble emotional what just yeah, just knowing, just just that call out, really, like yeah. because it's so yeah. it's so true. And I mean, we did on the call was today. Um, one of our members is a teacher, a primary school teacher, and she said they're a suggestion. Like, don't stress out about it. It's a suggestion, and if your school puts you under any pressure, then they are not doing their job properly you know and and I've said to my you know my class that if they need anything just to call me she said oh, and nice. it's just <clears throat> she said it's just a suggestion and if you can't do it it doesn't matter and you know if you like at the most if you can get them outside once a day so you know they do something different and look at some leaves or you know that is wonderful yeah um yeah so but it is it's such a and I really being outside the UK looking in like it's really really upsetting how much pressure is put on parents it's just completely unfair um so yeah Yeah. I feel you dude it's really stressful the kids so for example my son today you know and he's going to be able to go in two days a week um because of the complex needs situation and they're starting to work out how to do remote learning. But it's already causing arguments with me and my husband, and it's making him feel shit because it's like, I've got to work, my husband's got to work. We can drop in and say, look, can you just check this book out, you know, page da-da-da-da-da, are you okay with it? can't motivate himself. And then he feels really shit, and then my husband's like, what, what, what's going on today with the – and I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know and all it does is it makes already stressed families implode under the weight of it so yeah I would be and if you are really bossing it just please don't share all of that on social media (laughs) because you're going to be making everyone else feel really shit it also really depends on the day your child's age if they have complex needs how much you're working it's like Jesus Christ you know let's all just get through another bit of this pandemic and come out like knowing our connections with each other and and loving each other a bit harder you know 
Yeah, and there was there was this, another one of them. The women on our group today said the same thing. She said, I will not let it create more stress in my house. I no. will not let it create arguments in my house. I will not let it mean that I shout at my kids. Yeah. You know, it's just not worth it. Like, we're going to have jacket potatoes, egg on toast, beans on toast. We're going to make it as simple and easy as possible. And if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. And I really... I just really valued that and I was just like yeah that's really really yeah really important to yeah. hear yeah. and if there was an ever time ever a time for a real and honest parenting it's now and that's another thing that we're about at Love Sober but then asking that extra question about but that doesn't mean that you medicate it with yeah. society's easy solution for you that's going to make you feel even worse it's yeah. like let's get together let's have some solidarity let's get the tools on board and let's you know, cut ourselves some slack and, you know, get get on board proper self-care, you know. Yeah. So, yes, that would be the tips. Nice. I like it, dude. All right. And what's your reason to love sober? Oh, what's the reason to love sober? Just so grateful to be sober, you know. I just, for all of that, all of the stuff we talk about, you know, the the way that it, it it is my anchor and it's my coping you know it's it's it gives me the clarity to then make any kind of decision reasonable decision about anything <laughs> when everything's going to shit it's like what would I do without you yeah, yeah. what about you it's funny isn't it it becomes the best friend that alcohol once was yeah. isn't that interesting I've never it thought is. of it like that yeah yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> me um what I've been thinking about like how you know being sober and just living my life as a sober person shines a light out really you know and I've seen and I never thought that this would happen but I have seen changes in in many many people in their drinking which kind of stems from not me telling them not to drink or them or anything but for me just being drinking alcohol-free drinks like my husband drinks a lot of alcohol-free beers now my dad you know who's you know had cancer has another cancer risk at the moment you know sent me a message that he'd bought a crate of you know alcohol-free beer and just those little yeah chats with friends come up every now and again that just wouldn't I think it's allowing the permission to be curious about it Mm. and that's what's really changed right since we started the podcast and that's why we did the podcast in the first place was just like allowing people to be curious about it like what might it look like and and why do you do it and not to preach or be like rah 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 it's just like this is what's working for me and I really appreciate that, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah seems... that kind of that it's it's yeah, it's just it has an impact on others. Mm. It is. It's amazing, isn't it? It's almost like it. it you it allows it gives permission. Mm. It just gives permission, and and it reps where there wasn't very little. Yeah, and I never, ever, mm. ever thought that would happen no. to any of the aforementioned relationships so <laughs> yeah. like never in a million years thought that 
you know, and that I was very, very tied to the idea that alcohol was super important to my relationships with people. And I'm so glad that I was proved wrong on that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so we wrap it up there. Um, if you are immediately concerned about your drinking, please do just reach reach out, send up a flare. Um, alcohol change has lots of blogs on. Actually, I've got a blog up there next week, I think. Some tips, some sober tips for dry jam. Um, but they've got loads and loads of resources and agencies of local support um, in your area. If you're in the UK, online. Uh, again, if this is your sort of an early foray into the sober sphere, so many great groups. Club Soda, She Recovers, there's Us, the Soberistas, there's Be Sober, there's Be Sober and Quit. Um, sure, there's loads more. Stephanie Shiva's, she got a group anymore? I can't remember. No, I think she works no. just one to one with okay. people. Um, so, so, dry, uh, sober Dave's doing a Sober Dave oh, yeah. Dry January. Um, so, he's got loads of guests and information. Obviously, William Porter has a group for Alcohol Explained. Um, yeah, the Temper, the Tempest, they have a brilliant program, Alcohol um, Alcohol Explained, One Year No Beer. There's so many different so many ones. Now, aren't there? And, you know, you don't have to, you can just dip in and dip out and find the people that you vibe with and that feels like a good fit for you, you know. Yeah. Um, and never stop trying. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just reach out. You're not alone. And we'll see you next week for more, more chat. Lots of love. Bye.